0: Hey, so check this out, social media. I'm at the barbershop uh, after a great couple of days. I made it home. Uh, I'm sitting here waiting for my son to get a haircut. So I had a few minutes. I was just led to just jump on here and share something with you. So as I was talking to some people that I haven't seen in a while, they, uh, you know, we, we talk like natural conversation. And several people was like, man, Rick, how do you do what you do? <laughs> like, you know, all the things that you do, how do you do all these things? And I see you involved in so many things. And like how do you do what you do? And then why do you do what you do? Uh, and then I, as I came home, I was talking to my daughter and she was like, you know, man, you always, you're always so busy. Do you want to like stop doing this stuff and just do ministry full time? And I'll tell you what I told her. But anyway, I was I was talking to these folks and uh, I'll tell you what I told them. And I was just led to jump, jump on here. So why or how? Let's talk about the how first. Rick, how do you do all the things that you do? Well, first of all, it's the grace of God, right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, the apostle Paul said, it's by the grace of God that I am what I am. So he says, I am who I am by the grace of God. It's the grace of God towards man, And it's like he thought about it. He was like, but I don't want people to think that, that grace is like a license for laziness, right? So like, you know, people say, oh, well, if it's grace, I don't have to do nothing. I'm just gonna sit here and wait for God to do everything for me. No, that's not grace (laughs) So there's a grace where you don't do anything The free favor of God But there's another aspect of grace Where you're empowered to do what you could not do without God So there's a grace where you do nothing And then there's a grace where you can do all things And Paul thought about that grace And came back and said But then again I worked harder than all the other apostles He said, it's by the grace of God that I am what I am But then again, I worked harder than all the other apostles it's almost like he thought about it. I was like, man, that, that don't sound right. Because I don't want you to think I'm taking the credit. I'm not taking God's credit. So then again, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God through me. So do I work hard? Of course. But it's the grace of God. Like when you're doing what you're called to do by the grace of God, this is why I teach the grace life. When you do what you do by the grace of God, it's not that you don't work, you don't work hard. I mean, Isabella and I are working harder than we've ever worked in our life. But then again, it's not us like it's the grace of God through us. So you're able to work harder, you, but your body doesn't break down. You get good sleep. You're not stressed out. You're not pulling your hair out. You're, you love it. You enjoy it. You get to work and whistle while you work. Why? Because it's the grace of God. Right. So that's one key. So that was one question. Like, how do you do it? Another conversation I had was. Hey, I see what you're doing with the school and the Dominican Republic and everything. So why do you do that? Like, you know, and so the, the why question, I thought that was an interesting question. And I was like, well, I, I can't not do it. Like, I know that that's that's a double negative, right? But but I mean, you know, <laughs> bear with me, you get the point. I can't not do it. Like, um, I was raised in this country in what, I'm the first of my family born in the United States. So in this country, I was raised in what this country would measure to be poor. Meaning we took public assistance, I had to buy food with with food stamps. I hated that. Uh but but at least we had food. So when we went to the Dominican Republic, I remember like you know when we went to my grandmother's house and I loved it. I and and I didn't know I was poor and because I never lacked anything. I never knew I was poor because you you know we were full of love and we had a lot of fun and my mother always made sure we had what, whatever we needed. But when we went to the Dominican Republic, going back to the standards of this country, um at my grandmother's house, we had no running water, no electricity, we you know, used the outhouse. And I bathed in the river with my cousins. Isabella grew up like that. So Isabella grew up like that till she was 20. She came to this country when she was 20. So I'm a son of immigrants and my wife is an immigrant. So I'm, so, I'm a son of immigrants married to an immigrant and isabella grew up poor for real for real <laughs> so and so like i at least we have in this country welfare and food stamps and and stuff like that so we have programs where you know you're good like you know you're gonna get some food other countries you get nothing and so isabella grew up like that so when you when you think about like when isabella and i think about where we are come on man we got to get back like we have to do it like we like i mean like it's it's, it's almost no other option like you know I, i'm not I don't see how people say, well, you shouldn't forget where you come from. I don't see how you can forget where you came from. Like, I mean, no, this is why I tell people I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. Isabella's is from Dominica. How can you forget where you came from? I, I know I can't. So so I appreciate where I came from and I appreciate the journey. And the, let me say something about the distance traveled, right? So I think the distance traveled is important. So let me let me explain. So there are people that that are my peers today in corporate America that um, that just had an advantage compared to me. Like where I, where I grew up, they didn't have to go through what I went through. Their starting point was not equal with my starting point. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like my kids are not gonna start where I started, right? So they didn't have to start where I started. So their starting point was not equal with my starting point. But that also means that my distance traveled is is further than theirs. And so I appreciate the distance traveled. I know where I came from. I know I've come a long way. And because of that, the perspective is, man, I got to go back. And tell people like, you know, Isabella and I, we, we go back and we, we go like to these shanties and we go in the middle of nowhere. We take them food and backpacks and school supplies and share the love of God with them. And we're not, you know, we're not asking for anything. We just want to be a blessing to them and all that. And and, and why? Because we know where we came from. And so we have to do it. Like when you, when you've been through what we've been through, man, you want to be a blessing to someone else. And then lastly, Alyssa, my daughter was saying, well, dad, you know, obviously you're called the pastor. Don't you want to just go do that? And yeah, I mean, like there was a time in my life where that's all I wanted to do. And I still am called a pastor. So I'm still going to do that too. But I'm very thankful for the ministry that I do in the marketplace. So you know what? I'm called to do things in corporate America that a lot of people are not called to do. And so I minister to people in corporate America all the time. And, um, and, and it's, it's amazing sometimes to be like, I'm in business meetings when business sessions and people pull me off to, matter of fact, I was recently doing a presentation, like a business presentation, talking about purpose and vision. And someone had to leave the room because the anointing hit him. Like, I mean, like, you know, so, so uh, let me just say this. Everything is ministry. Like, you don't have to just like, I preach in church. I, I appreciate that. I preach from the pulpit and I, and I have a podcast and we do all of that. But And that's ministry But but everything is ministry You can minister to people everywhere And so if you're not called to the pulpit ministry Don't think that you're not called to ministry You're a servant of the most high God God can use you to be a blessing to anyone Anywhere at any time So just be yielded to the Holy Spirit Be open to whatever God wants to do And guess what? Enjoy life Here's my point of, to, of this video While I'm waiting on a haircut I just want to say enjoy life Embrace the grace to do what God has called you to do Do all of it. Like I mean, like well, I did a video on on YouTube. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. Just search for Rick Pina work life balance. My point was I don't have a work-life balance. Like I don't have work and then life. No. My work is my life and my life is my life. And all of it is my life. And I enjoy all of it. And so I, I embrace all of it. Embrace the grace to do everything that God has called you to do. You don't have to have everything compartmentalized. Embrace it. God has called you to do a bunch of stuff. The Every time, like Isabella and I go, man, I, we're doing so much. Okay, Lord. And then God asks us to do more. So just open up your heart. Be open to God. God will give you the grace to do what he's called you to do. And you will do it and you will enjoy it. Your body won't break down and uh, you'll be a blessing. I I genuinely, genuinely, this is like, like kids say, no cap. I genuinely love life. I enjoy it. I enjoy everything I get to do. Everything I get to do, I do it and I enjoy it and I do it with all my might. So live that way. This is the grace life. Embrace the grace to be the man, the woman and God called you to be.